Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Great to be with you today. We have special guests coming all the way from Britain, my friend Nigel Farage, who, by the way, is the host of the number one rated political news show in the U.K. It's called Farage on Great Britain News. He's a former leader of the Brexit Party. Uh, Nigel, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. <laughs> You're terrific to do this. We appreciate it. You were great on the TV show. Nigel, can we just talk for a moment about your battle of bank accounts uh, in London, in Britain, and Nat West, and the guy had to resign? Because this, this is a story, by the way, that we hear about in the U.S., debanking uh, because you're not woke enough. Tell us about that, if you would. Yeah, I've been with a banking group called NatWest, National Westminster, since 1980. I've run all my personal accounts. I ran my business accounts while I worked in the commodity markets in the city of London before my political career. Um, I currently have a, a service company that I run through there that does some property investments and gets a bit of media income and things like that. And just out of the blue, um, I get a phone call followed by a letter to say, we're closing your accounts. Hmm. I asked, is there, is there any reason? We don't have to give a reason. So I thought, well, I'm not really very happy with this because this has been happening to a lot of my colleagues. Funny, isn't it? Anybody that happens to appear, you know, a strong Eurosceptic that supported the campaign to leave the European Union, that thinks we should have proper border controls, that doesn't believe that four-year-olds should be read nighttime stories by drag queens <laughs> or whatever else it may be. So this had happened to a few friends of mine. I thought, right, I'm going to stand and fight. And I was able to use a legal mechanism. And the legal mechanism got me my personal data from the bank. So the bank had said, give me no reason. I went public to say this is a scandal. It's happening to too many people. The boss of the bank then decided they briefed the BBC. Well, of course they briefed the BBC, wouldn't they? Because they're all globalists together. And the briefing was that I'd been debanked because I now had insufficient funds in my account to be commercially viable. Anyway, I used this legal mechanism to get my personal data, and on my file it said we will close his accounts because he does not align with the values of the bank. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm uh, Larry, I'm, I'm embrace yourself, audience, because... You know, I may be one of the worst human beings that's ever appeared on this network, um, but I'm, I'm thought to be xenophobic because I didn't want to be controlled by Brussels. I'm thought to be racist because I believe in border controls. Um, I'm, oh, well, I'm also, I'm thought to be out of touch with modern society because I retweeted a joke by Ricky Gervais. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. wow. So, uh, so anyway, this whole thing exploded. They debanked me for, politi- for political reasons. Mm. The boss had lied about it. She was forced to resign. Mm. Uh, now, we, now we learn she's, she's going to get a, a big payoff, which I'm going to fight. But mm. interestingly, the act of me speaking out, so many other people have now spoken out. Uh, this is a real scandal that's going on. And frankly, it is, and it sounds hysterical, but it's verging on political persecution. Mm. Um, But you see, ESG, Larry, the whole ESG agenda, Mm. it started about 20 years ago. um, 
And that, that wokeism is getting ever more deep inside the banking industry. This week, I'm going to be exposing um, some examples of the insurance industry behaving in, in exactly the same way. And really, what we're talking about here is why don't banks just be banks? Right. Insurance companies just be insurance companies. Mm, um, and why doesn't the regulator... Because I mean, all these financial markets are regulated. I mean, some might argue overregulated. Mm. It seems that it seems the regulators in mm. America have tolerated this behaviour, and in this country, on this side of the pond, they virtually encouraged it. Well, I'm very pleased to say that Rishi Sunak, our Prime Minister, Jeremy Hunt, our Finance Minister, our Chancellor of the Exchequer, they've spoken out very strongly, not just in support of me, but in support of the principle that it's utterly wrong in a free society to take away people's accounts on the basis of their views, and they have instructed the regulator to make change. So yeah. maybe, just maybe, we can turn this crazy tide. So good. <clears throat> the Tory party has taken this up, and they are fighting this through as a big issue. Yeah, I think, you know, they probably said to themselves, God, you know, here's another issue on which fact public support. Perhaps we'd better do what he says. Mm. <laughs> but, but at least they've acted. At least they have acted. They've given this instruction. Uh, but what we do need is regulatory change because one of the problems that goes right through our financial systems is this fear of money laundering. Mm. Now, look, we know, we know that there are tens of billions of dollars worth of illegal drug money that get laundered around the world every month. We know that's true. And, of course, we want to find a way, if we can, of stopping it. But the problem with the legislation is the legislation that gets put in tends to affect small companies who might receive an unusual payment and the bank panics. Mm. Uh, it's like a sledgehammer to miss the nut. And what the banks are doing now, and you'll notice this, it's happening in Australia, it's happening here quite aggressively, is they're restricting access to cash. They're saying, you know, you cannot draw out your own cash from your bank account. Mm. You can only withdraw a tiny amount. If you're a small business, say, say you run a fish stall, you know, and you're, you, you know, you are taking cash over a fish stall. Well, the banks don't really want your business. And there is a, a willful attempt. And this is the really biggest issue of all that I've uncovered. There is a willful attempt to drive out cash. Now, our government has a pilot project starting in 2030, they're recruiting right now, to introduce central bank digital currencies. Right, right, right. That, that would give banks and government total control over what we spend money on, over how we spend money. Uh, and frankly, if you, if you allied that to political debanking, which has happened to me, well, quite frankly, you wouldn't be too far away from a Chinese social credit system, mm. where the only mm. where the only people allowed to participate fully in society are those who have the correct fashionable views. So I, I think there's a really massive issue. These really are massive issues that are at stake. Um, um, but you know, it's, it's we've not got it late. here, Nigel. We've it's growing here. I mean, you mm. you read a lot of stories. Uh, for example, the Bank of America. Uh, you read yep. a lot of stories about woke debanking, okay, the same, almost identical to the one you've just described, your own story. Uh, yeah. Politi you know, they want political correctness 
based on their views. Uh, it aligns with the Biden administration based on their views. You also have, Nigel, uh, talking about uh, digital currency, the uh, Federal Reserve and the Treasury Department here uh, are talking about the same thing. Uh, a U.S. digital currency, a Federal Reserve digital currency, which would give yep. them total control, total control over uh, financial flows. And I think um, this is a growing issue. I think this is a growing yeah, issue. No, it is. No, it is. And of course, you know, I mean, here we have huge restrictions being put on commercial companies in terms of carbon dioxide mm. uh, usage mm. and, and, and emissions. I mean, I honestly can see a time when, oh, you fancy booking a flight to go on holiday with the kids? No, sorry, you've used your carbon allowance for the year. Yeah. I mean, you can see, you can see exactly. You, you want to buy a gun? Oh, no, I'm sorry, but you've got a gun already. We don't think really you should have another one. Yeah, it would be very, very easy for this system to be horribly abused. But I think, really, I think the more we can talk about this, the more we can get uh, people to understand this, um, the more chance there is of stopping it. And I'd, I'll tell you this, I mean, I was, I've always been seen to be a bit of a divisive figure because campaigning to leave a political union mm. we've been part of for, for almost half a century, well, a lot of people quite like the status quo. And it was a 52-48. And kind of walking down the street, the reactions I get are 52-48 from right. people. But suddenly on this issue, my, my website's been flooded with messages of people saying, look, Nigel, I wasn't with you on Brexit, but on this issue hmm. of free speech, of fairness, of avoiding digital currencies, we're 100% behind you. And this, this is one of those issues. I mean, it shouldn't really be a left-right issue. You know, basic issues of free speech. These Sadly, are freedom issues. These are freedom issues. Freedom issues. That's I, what I they mean, are. in the old days, in the old days, the left would have embraced this. Yeah. But, yes. so, but so much of the modern left is now obsessed with its own moral superiority mm. and the attempt to cancel out the view or silence the view of anybody else. But I promise you, out there among the public, once people see this story, they understand it, they get it. These are socialist, communist, freedom issues. These are central planning issues, Nigel. Uh, in the last segment, Mark Simone called it police state issues. You know, you can't, you can't yeah. have, you can't have a ceiling fan. You can't have a gasoline powered car. All those kinds mm -hmm. of things limiting free choice. This is unbelievable stuff. So it's happening on both sides of the pond. Sounds like it's almost worse over there. Uh, marginally, yes. Yeah. I think it is marginally worse. But, but, but I mean, the important thing to remember is it's particularly bad in Canada, the USA, the UK, mm. Australia, and New Zealand. Mm. It's much worse in the English-speaking countries. Mm. I mean, if you go to, if you go to Italy, I, I promise you, Larry, there's no wokeism in Italy. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there's, none mm. what, there's none whatsoever. And, and the, it took me a long time to work this out. But the reason is the dominance of those West Coast of America mm. social media companies. Mm. They are the ones that have been controlling what we read, what we see mm. on Facebook and elsewhere. And it's, and it's those companies that have, to a very, very large extent, forced this agenda upon us. And we have to hope, we have to hope that with Elon Musk buying Twitter, I mean, paying a crazy price for it, but that's by the by, um, with Elon Musk buying Twitter, we have to hope that that 
playing field gets leveled again. Right. It's, uh, it, it's very, very important. Nigel Farage, number one rated political news show, the leader of the Brexit Party, the leader of the freedom movement in England. Thank you, Nigel. You're terrific to do Larry. this. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, Greg Jarrett is going to talk about this breaking story, the White House counsel meeting with special counsel Jack Smith before President Trump's indictment. Oh, my God, more corruption. I'm Kudlow.